For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, everybody? This is Nate Bargetti. Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. I'm here with uh, Brian Bates. Aaron Weber, as usual, uh, we are starts the week of Thanksgiving. It's a pretty fun, yeah, man. Pretty fun week of no. Everybody's trips are canceled. <laughs> Is there are y'all going somewhere? No, nah, staying here. Yeah, everybody like no family or anything. Uh, are you doing family and you're just not? You're lying. <laughs> you're not telling it because the government is listening. To this I would podcast. say I don't care. Are you? You're not meeting with them. No, I'm just having Thanksgiving here. Are y'all not seeing your family? Well, we haven't decided exactly. Where my niece has COVID, oh, so we won't be seeing her. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah, uh, we is she fine? Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, does she know she have it? Or yeah, she got it. Uh, she tested about a week ago, positive. But she feels sick. She was a she some a little sick, yeah. not not too bad, but but how old is she? Twenty. Oh, she's wow. in college. Uh, I was going to say eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's 45 years old. Yeah. She, she's 73. You're like, gosh, she needs to be careful then. Don't, like, that's just the opposite of what, what do you think is, yeah, dude, keep an eye on her, man. Good night. 20. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, 20s seems to be fine. We're yeah. doing, I think we are going, uh, to, uh, Birmingham. I think we're, we're rolling. Yeah. I think that's what either people, I know a lot of people's trips are getting canceled though. Yeah, and a lot of people are just staying home and doing whatever. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. We, uh, I believe, we're trying to do something, but it could also. I understand any moment could be like, no, we're mm -hmm. not doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I know a couple guys trips. But what are you gonna do? COVID, it's a good time. You know, <laughs> uh, it's making everything fun. Mm -hmm. I got two shows still next week. Uh, right now, still next week in California, San Diego, uh, and uh, Anaheim. The one night only tour, uh, it's still still on as of right now. But I mean, they just keep closing stuff. Then mm -hmm. I feel like in California does they're like, all right, you can't eat past ten, and then people are like pushing <laughs> that. And he goes, you know what? No more indoor. Like he just keeps throwing more stuff out. No more outdoor dining. Outdoor now. dining. That either. just happened. Yeah. Do you feel fortunate that you got your taping in when you did? I mean, yeah. I, you know, they they said they're still doing Hollywood stuff, like uh -huh. as far as that kind of 
of course, they let those guys do whatever they want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why we're having so many moved to Nashville, California. Uh, but they're – so, yes, I, but I am happy because that could have definitely been just pulled. But, I mean, it's, these shows I haven't – I'm trying to find out if they're going to happen. You know, I know I, I, uh, people ask, but there's still no one's telling us no yet. But I that could easily change. So, we'll see. It's all crazy. It's all, when is it going to start? When's it going to be back to normal? You know? You know? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. When do we get to get back to regular? Like, it's pretty crazy. What point? When, when will you consider it back to normal? Is there... Like, I think back on the road. Yeah. I guess would be for me, going back to when do the, theaters. theaters are open again? Yeah, yeah, theaters are back open. At full capacity? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a year from now. <laughs> I know that's crazy though. I know. At what point? I'm telling you, we're gonna all start something. At what point do we just go? We're just going back out. And if you can't, then go home. Do whatever you want. I don't. You know, it doesn't matter. I hope with the vaccine that by the spring things will be improving and yeah, summer at least. Yeah, you have to prove that you took it. That's a good time. It's a good time. That makes it real fun. Uh, <laughs> You got to have, uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the Mark of the Beast, but this seems like, you know, <laughs> you remember we always watch those movies, it was like a Mark of the Beast movie, and you see that, it is funny, like, sometimes you always think about that stuff, like, oh, without, you know, because you're like, no, nah, that's never going to happen, and then you start seeing some stuff, you're like, all right, all right, yeah. like, you're like, you have to, I saw somewhere, some, it's, it's like the government won't make you take the vaccine, but like businesses could be like, you have to have proof that you took the vaccine before they allow you in. Maybe you fly on an airline mm -hmm. airlines going to be like, well, you have to have, do you have yet to have the thing that said you took it? So then they forced. So now you're, you, well, you can't travel. So stuff will just get taken from you unless you have proof that you took the vaccine, which is I'm, I'd, I'd probably take, I'd take the vaccine. I don't, I don't think I care that much. I would take it, yeah. but I don't like, Getting told I have to prove it. Yeah. I definitely don't like that. It's like almost like how you're being told. But anyway, that's, that's a creepy. whole different podcast. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that in conspiracy stuff. Uh, when we do one on conspiracies. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to read some comments. These are from YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Apple Podcast Reviews. And always you can email NateLand at NateBargetzi.com. First up, Matt Oregon. I feel like I know this guy. Uh, He's commented before. Yeah. There's so much gold in here to comment on. I don't even know where to start. Love the podcast and love you guys. It's been said a ton in the comments, but it really does feel like I'm just hanging out with my buddies while listening to you guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Matt. That's what it, that's what it is. Just that's cool. a couple guys mm -hmm. just hanging out, being funny or something, not funny. <laughs> Wade Cleaver. Aaron is 1,000% too smart for this show. Wow. Wow. When oh, Nate or Breakfast take a stance on almost anything, I can feel Aaron's seething resentment while he's trying to figure out how to dumb down his response. Also, good night, Nate. Listening to you read is like hearing someone start a new sentence every two words. All jokes, <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside, love the show and keep up the good work. I could argue that he doesn't love the show. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's... He seems like a good guy to me, man. Is that yeah. true? Is that true, Aaron? I don't know about one. Wade Cleaver seems percent. like a made-up name that you would have made up and wrote a comment. <laughs> Wade, Cle Wade Ward, Cleaver. Ward Cleaver. Oh, Wade Cleaver. Wade Cleaver. The Cleaver family. One thousand percent is a lot, but it's I up there. That's what you're saying. No, but it's up there. You went to Notre Dame. You're a big time. You know. You're super know. smart. I'm not. 
I mean, are you seething? You have seething, seething resentment? resentment. Now nah, it's like you know, normal resentment. Just kinda, yeah, <laughs> normal. I'm yeah. just used to it. It's a normal just amount a of regular resentment. amount of resentment. Because <laughs> I wouldn't say seething. You know, that's what you. If you and Wade were hanging out, and I imagine y'all hung out when y'all wrote figured out how to, how to word this properly. And you go, I'm going to put seething. It's not seething. I go, I know, but they won't know it's you if you say seething. You got to go higher. And you go, oh, that makes sense, Wade. And then y'all went and um, caught catfish with your fist. <laughs> and you noodled. Is that what y'all did after this? You yeah, and Wade me and Wade went out to Y'all the went lake. noodling. Mm-hmm. You go, you were fishing. Where's your poles? I would love to go noodling. Have you been? No. You got to let a... Would you do it? Uh, I would. I mean, maybe I would try it if... If I'm there, I don't think I'm going to search it out. If anybody doesn't know noodling, it's you put your fist in the water and a cat is in a catfish bites your fist yeah. and then you pull it out with your bare so, hands. With your bare hands. So I I would do it if if the if it all was there and it was happening, I would definitely try it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm going to go. Well, next time Wade and I go, I'll bring y'all you should along. do it. I don't you know Wade's going to. I mean, you get just trashed by Wade the whole time. Like, I mean, I don't have to be here, man. You know, <laughs> Natalie Walter, Aaron, please don't punish us with camel color jackets. Now, after what we all went through visually last week, we've acclimated and it's truly sick to take that away from us. They like the colors. Yeah. They like the NASCAR jacket. Uh, yeah. That surprised me. Yeah. I'm surprised the amount of hate I got for that camel jacket. The brown. It's not it, a it, good one. It looks... <laughs> <laughs> but it's I think people will think maybe it's trench coat length. It's not, you know, it just it's, stops at the yeah. waist. It's not creepy. It's just a nice It feels like a young your age that's being cool. Is what it feels like, you know, that's like look at my cool brown jacket that my dad wore and everybody's like, "Wow, your hipster parties that you go to." That's is it does everybody have that jacket on when you go to one I of your hipster parties? I don't see many parties? people with that jacket, dude. When you and Wade are out partying, <laughs> do y'all we go noodling and then we go to a hipster party afterwards. Well, your noodling is how you really are. You don't let everybody. They go, "What did you guys do today?" You're like, "Ah, oh, not much, man. We didn't, you know, we uh, we didn't do anything." Yeah. And then you, hey, you know, oh, well, you got. I won't wear the jacket wrist. anymore, dude. I'll, you know, the brown one. Yeah. You wear do what do you, man? Yeah. If you want, if you like the jacket, if it's comfortable, then you wear yeah. the jacket. I do like it. Was it yeah. a Brooks Brothers? That's some polo. Yeah. Polo, okay. Yeah, Brooks Brothers. Brooks really ain't selling stuff like that anymore. <laughs> like that's, that's too nice. I bought a Goodwill. Where'd you get a Goodwill? Yeah, the Polo Outlet store. Oh, okay, it's kind of Goodwill. Uh, it's, it's basically the it's right. A step it's the step up, before. Yeah. It's the step before Goodwill. They're like everything's eighty five percent off. Like yeah, Trump, please, it's either buy yeah. it here, or you can go buy it at Goodwill in a week. Uh, <laughs> but either way, we're trying to get rid of this. That's what the outlet store is. <laughs> Bob Hafner. Next Netflix documentary, Nate goes 30 days without McDonald's. We starting and now. I mean, I couldn't even start. I why well, Chick Fil A before I got here. Uh, That's a good idea. That yeah, going 30 days without McDonald's. The opposite Withdrawals. of supersize me. <laughs> yeah, the, the opposite of. It would have to be all fast food. If I'd go 30 days without fast food, would be 30 days just eating home cooked food would be. That would be tough. Yeah, <laughs> that would be tough. I, I, it would be. I need to do it though. Uh, I'm gonna have a heart attack. That's what I've been thinking a lot lately. I just eat ice cream every night. And I go, this is not good. And so I just think about that. And just and do so, it again the next day. Just see if it happens. I think sometimes maybe if it happens, it'll it'll wake you up. It'll wake me up. So I'm just kind of it's. I'm waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie Crandall. 
The part where Nate talks about shamefully eating in your car in the back of a random parking lot, then throwing away the evidence so your family doesn't find out was spot on accurate. I was laughing so hard I was crying and gasping for air. When my husband asked what was so funny, I lied and said it was nothing, so he didn't know my secret. I do this every time I'm able to get out of the house without my kids. I think it's a gigantic thing. <laughs> a lot of people said that. A lot of people do. A lot of people eat uh, and, you know, get rid of it all, hide it all away. That's why trash cans out and about the wild, you always see trash cans in the wild. They're always full. It's all oh, fast yeah. food. Yeah. And when you come on a trash can uh, or come up on one with, where you can just reach out the car like a drive through trash oh. can. Oh, those things Dude. are yeah. Might as well just throw it on the ground because they're going to be full. <laughs> they are going to yeah. be full. You're going to bounce it off yeah. of it. They're they're huge. I mean, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Everybody, I like that everybody does. You know, I th- I think more people do it than not. I think it's a. I mean, that's what I was saying. When everybody makes fun of fast food, and you're like, people are there, man. People are going there, and I don't think it's just, you know, just they think it's people are in like trailer parks or me. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. but it's reg. It's you know, McDonald's is good. They're doing good. Yep. Matthew Johnson. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. The chemistry between Nate, Aaron, and Breathe Right. <laughs> like the Breathe Right strip. <laughs> Nate, Aaron, and Breathe Right makes every episode great. The reason McDonald's Coke tastes the best is actually because of the way they filter their water. Every McDonald's restaurant uses state-of-the-art reverse osmosis filtration to purify their water to ridiculously... Pure levels, giving it a distinct taste. Uh, is that true? I we got a few comments about the Coke, McDonald's Coke. It's kind of like the butter popcorn. Everyone gave a little bit different, different. explanation, but they're That's all kind of similar. McDonald's wants you to do is they want, you know, everybody thinks they know why, and they're like, eh, maybe. They, that's who they would, McDonald's would say. He says that to McDonald's, and they would go, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Probably a little bit of that. So, I think a big part of it is psychological. I think. I think if it was, it, I think a McDonald's cup, seeing the logo, you associate all these things in your brain of like a good meal that you like. I think a lot of it tastes, like, I don't think so. It tastes different. The cup is, big it does too. taste different. I'm saying that that's part of it. It's in your head, Nate. It's, I know, it's but not it's not all in but your head. It's not, it, it comes from, they're doing stuff. There's something's different with the Coke. It's not, and it's the cup. If you've ever had Coke, you go to a restaurant and you get a Diet Coke in a glass. Mm hmm. In a like a real glass, yeah. it's not good, and that's almost any soda. But if you get it in those red Pizza Hut cups, yeah. you know, or those plastic uh-huh. cups, it's way better. Yeah. And so it's what wh- wh- how you the cup plays a f- big factor into it too. Everything plays it. It's all this. I don't think it's just psychological. I, I don't think you're in there going. This I, is only good because I agree. Do you not think that's part of it? No, not. I think they're. I think it's every. I think. I think you could put their soda next to every, everybody and you know what's better. And you're not going to always just be like, I'm so happy with this beautiful cup. And then you're not tricked into your brain. I think you could put it in different cups, maybe, and you would probably taste the difference. Okay. Someone, or do it with the Krispy Kreme. Whenever we eat Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. Or have the, can you tell? We're going to be doing a lot that day. That day's going to be a big day, man. Uh <laughs> Be prepared for that day. <laughs> Someone commented that their girlfriend or wife used to be a manager at McDonald's, and they they clean the soda machine like four or five times a week, like much more than most restaurants. They said, "Yeah, that's their thing." But it's, yeah, but it's psychological. They could do that only a couple times, and then maybe clean the ice cream machine. 
you know? <laughs> Maybe you reallocate. Uh, didn't someone somewhere. say it takes like four or five hours to clean the ice cream machine? Somebody did say that, yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's why they it's a it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So when it's when they clean it, it's like, yeah, we're not doing this again because it's I get it. If I work there, I get it. I get I get why if I, I work there. I would never it. turn it on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not doing this. I understand why, but figure out a new way. Mm-hmm. You know, something's gotta change. You go to Sonic, you're never worried. Sonic's like, yeah, what do you want? Yeah. You want ice cream? We have it. Yeah. Thirty degrees outside, we have it. Yeah. And I'll get it. And you're not you're never scared of it not you know, I, the only time I've ever had Sonic where they didn't they were out of ice cream. That was the only reason. It wasn't the, the machine wasn't broken. The machine they were just wasn't out broken. Of it. They were just out of ice cream. For a guy to have a website is not good for McDonald's, <laughs> but they're so focused on the Coke that they're losing sight of the ice cream. But you know, McDonald's is doing good anyway. So Bryce Hockenberry sounds like one of Bates' names. <laughs> yeah. Bryce Hockenberry. My girlfriend manages a McDonald's that has multiple lanes. I'm not sure if it's everywhere, but I know as far as McDonald's, they have cameras in the speakers so they can see who is ordering what and know which order goes out the window for who. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. How to do that. That's what I thought it was something to do with cameras. But, you know, I went to Chick-fil-A before here, and uh, which uh, they gave me record Coke instead of diet, and that's, you know, we got to it's always annoying. Uh, Chick-fil-A does a good job. They also, when I was in, I was in the big long line and they were walking the food, you know, they like walk your food back, but I was that person where they walk, they almost started behind me. So I had to wait. It was like a long time. And I mean, people are just peeling off behind me like, oh, wow, that's super quick. (laughs) Their experience was, they go, it's unbelievable. And my experience was I had to wait for all these, it was just me getting food. And I was all these gigantic bags going into vans, you know, where you're like, oh, God. Yeah. And they, and I had to sit and wait the whole time. Uh, so normally they're, normally they're good. But I thought, you know, that's like if you ever, you ever go ride a ride at a theme park and you're at one part and they go, all right, this new lane's open. And then <laughs> like the guy right behind, one guy is really gets no benefit, but. 20 people get a huge benefit. Oh, yeah. And that's what I felt like, that guy. A couple of people commented that last week when I went to get us food and they said no breakfast. Yeah. That guy was just a fan of the podcast and yeah. didn't want to serve me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no breakfast. All right. And then you just went with it. Uh, <laughs> you might be right. You might, that means they have a camera in the yeah. thing and they saw your red nose. <laughs> They go, I'm going to take a shot. It's either breakfast or Rudolph. <laughs> and then they didn't, and he, he just went with it. Hmm. Black Daniels. When I was 17, I got to discover student credit card with the intention of maxing it out and making payments to build my credit. The day I got it, I told a group of friends to meet me at Hooters, and they could order whatever they wanted because I was buying. We literally hung out for hours, each ordered multiple entrees, and ran up a tab none of us could actually afford. Eventually, the waitress brings the bill, and I confidently say, I'll take that, and drop my newly received card. The waitress looks it, looks at it and looks at me and says, we don't accept Discover. <laughs> Something back then I didn't even know was a possibility. We sat quietly for an hour waiting for mom to come bail us out, who afterward made me pay her back immediately and coincidentally also did not accept Discover. <laughs> oh, for a little fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah a little story hilarious. there. Blag. Uh, 
Well, he left out that last part, and then someone said, "Well, what happened?" Yeah, and, and then he finished it up. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a good little story. Yeah, uh, I uh, we also had a Discover card. That was one that my wife got, and I mean, I would just be like, nobody takes it. Everywhere I did, there we don't take Discover, and you're, and I kept, and we had it for. And I was like, I can't have this credit card. Are they easy to get or something? Easier than other? I don't know. I don't they might charge that. more or something. Like, everybody takes Amex. Amex is usually, but the Amex charges more, I think, or something. So a lot of people don't. That'd be one that they don't want to take Amex. Yeah. Uh, but Discovery was just a problem, man. <laughs> a Discover. Like, everywhere we went was just, we don't take. I mean, it was. It's it's enough that you notice it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, oh, okay. It was enough that you go, are you kidding me? Ah, we don't take Discover. And you're like, ah. And then you're just done. That's very funny. Order that much food. I wonder how much it was. Had to be. I mean, all them ordering, probably a couple hundred bucks, something yeah, like that. Drinking and Hooters. Beers, probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Just to go, we don't take Discover. I mean, golly, dude. <laughs> just the, your whole plan. You had mm. such a good night. What are we going to do? And then you're, you got to call your mom. Brock Lobster. These are all your names. <laughs> You know, Brock Lobster, Nate spending 13 times the national average on fast food is like Michael Scott going bankrupt for attending multiple magic camps and buying <laughs> premium bass fishing equipment. <laughs> that is 13 times the national average. I should be. That's why I'm the greatest average American. Which uh, little might be the t- title of the next special. Really? Yeah. We it's naming a special is uh, it always it's a hard to do, and uh, and then so I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but you get <laughs> there it. were some comments. Nate about Land, that on YouTube yeah. said that should be the next name. Yeah, yeah, it's uh well, Nate Land listeners, just don't say anything to anybody. <laughs> just everybody keep be cool about it. Don't post that in the comments because I don't think I'm supposed to say it, but I think it's going to be the greatest average American. Yeah, it worked out. Like, I was trying to name it, and I had all these other names. You always want to name your special, and then they always end up being like, no. They just got to know. Tennessee Kid wasn't my choice. I think my manager chose it. And they want it to be when people see it. You know, if you're Kevin Hart, Bill Burr, you're a name that you're so big, everybody knows what they're getting. They know the product. And then if you're me, yes, a lot of people will know what they're getting, but then people that might not know me, which should be a lot of people. They why why would I? What is this? And that's the greatest average Americans. Pretty yeah, it's pretty good. I know. I thought of it when we said it, and we posted the clip on Instagram. I was like, man, I bet that could be the special. And then they and I was gonna tell them, and then they reached out and said, hey, what about this? And I was like, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Can you give us any of the other names you threw out? Uh, the lucky ones, which is part of a joke that I do. Uh, I like the lucky ones. Yeah. And but it's about a joke that I do in my act. Uh, one fell swoop is a it's my closing joke. That could have been one. Um, com- I just thought about like comedy, just straight con- like being the comedy pot, the comedy special. You know, just being like this special is about comedy. It's not about anything else. All this political I stuff. Like, I like that. I like the comedy special yeah. too. But the greatest average American is. It's pretty great. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I think it's going to be that. I can't tell you where it's at either. That's another thing that's against the rules. But you can probably guess. <laughs> but don't. Also, don't post that. Uh, Lauren Reed. There's a Sonic at the edge of our neighborhood, and my dad stops for a Route 44 Coke every morning. 
and he's done this for all 21 years that I can remember. We were regulars so much so that he was given a Sonic gift card by our car hop many years in a row. We did the math this summer, and according and accounting for Sonic five days a week, spending about $6 a day, as sometimes one of us would get breakfast to, 50 weeks out of the year, my dad has single-handedly spent at least $31,000 and $31,500 at Sonic on Coke. This isn't including any dinner stops, milkshakes, or anything outside of his morning Coke. Wow. $31,000. How many years? 50... uh, for 21 years. So for 20 year, one years, he spent $31,000 on just that coat. That's amazing. You know, good for him, man. Yeah. I love that. Just go do it. Just go. That's so much money. If you break it down, you probably made your dad feel terrible. <laughs> and I hope your dad just keeps going and now just goes, well, wonder how high we can get. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, $31,000 just on soda. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, but. Not even McDonald's Coke. Sonic. Yeah, he likes Sonic Coke. Sonic's got good ice. They do. That's yeah. their thing. Get that pebble ice. Great ice. Uh, and I don't think McDonald's Coke would go good with their ice. I feel like McDonald's, is their ice plays into it. <laughs> Interesting. So Sonic does have good good uh, soda products, and the ice is really good. Mm-hmm. My old job had a pebble ice machine in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's you know I would never get paid on time, but we had a, a pebble ice machine. <laughs> Where, you stuck you around? Know, what was it? Where'd you work? Uh, it's a little company here in Nashville. Oh, Ooh, but the best part was get great ice. Yeah, the great ice. Don't get paid very often, but great ice. <laughs> what was it? What were you? Company you here in Nashville. Company, oh. yeah. on Music Row. Yeah, that same. Co- yeah, same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you did marketing, and they don't. How do they not pay? It's like a real business. It was. Yeah, it was just. A lot went into it. it yeah. was, it's a long story. But I yeah. wasn't getting paid very often. Yeah. And it was like... <laughs> Were you like intern? Sometimes or? I get, no, man. Yeah, it's like it was a, a real, real job. job. It's a yeah. real job. I'll get paid on PayPal sometimes or like Venmo. Yeah. So there are a lot of red flags. Oh, so they <laughs> but could, the yeah. ice was unbelievable. <laughs> so you yeah. stuck around. Yeah. Great ice. <laughs> <laughs> you're homeless, but the ice is great. And now you're eating at McDonald's where we at McDonald's feed more homeless people than anybody in America. Uh, that's where you're, uh, James Elam. I can relate to the Ronald McDonald story in third grade. Ronald McDonald also came to my school. I have no idea why he was there. I just remember midway through the assembly, he lost his voice and my principal had to come in and read the rest of the presentation while Ron just set off to the side. Eventually, he had given up being a part of it all, and we watched him walk off the stage. And some kids said they saw him in the back of the room, full makeup, but took the red wig off. <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. I love it. That's unbelievable. James Elon. He should be a comedian, and they tell that story. Yeah. Uh, that's a great story, man. I mean, that's the guy, that's got everything. I love everything about it. I love that he sat there. The principal had to continue <laughs> to read it. A, to lose your voice. Something else was in the play. I don't think he just lost his voice. No. Ronald McDonald can't be talking that much. I, <laughs> you know, I've had one time on stage where my voice was kind of gone, and I still did the show, but I was sick. Or I, I was just getting sick or coming over being sick. And uh, 
so he shouldn't be losing his voice. Ronald, Ronald Ronnie might have had a, a bit of a night the night before, <laughs> is what it seems like. That's like the thing idea when you see, you never think about it, but for kids when they see their teachers out in public, yeah, I mean that's a big deal. Like teachers have to be careful mm-hmm. because they're you don't want you know you can't really see the parents either. The parents almost don't want to know you're that you're a regular person if you're a teacher. They don't want to be like, oh, I saw you at Hooters trying to use the Discover credit card. They, you know, you don't want all this. Stuff. We've seen Harper's teacher out, and I mean, it's it would be like if someone saw a celebrity. Yeah, and they, you know, Harper's like, oh, you know, this <laughs> uh, just can't believe you can't believe that they're out. So to see, I mean, him just. I mean, him just eventually just walk off to his grip. Like, he's like, there's no reason for me to be here. And just in the middle of the guy, he's like, and so at Ronald Mc... Okay. Yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I wonder what Why does he not just is. leave either? Ronald McDonald's on the lecture circuit, dude. Yeah. He is making his way around to these schools. Why, didn't, why couldn't he just leave? It's like, all right, you want to just go? He's like, I actually need those papers. He's like, uh, okay. All right, well, let me just read it, and then I'll bring them to you. He's like, there's a... Is there like a green room or something? You're like, Ronald, come on. Do you call him? You're like, Jerry, come on. Do you call him by his real name at that point? Johnny, just go sit in the a classroom. Take your wig off. Cool down. Yeah. yeah. He's like, this is embarrassing. He's like, I know. It's embarrassing for all of us. Here at the Ronald McDonald Foundation, Tom Morse, I comment every dang episode. You read every commenter's name. You finally read one of my comments and say, some guy said, (laughs) my name is Tom Morse. I need to brag to my friends, please. And thank you. Tom Morse, Tommy Morse was the Ronald McDonald. Uh, did we just say we didn't say his name? I didn't catch it at the time, but there was the extra comment there at the end about he asked about the golf tournament. Yeah, and you kind of went quick because we're oh, at the end. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we were trying to do it kind of quickly, Tom, and so we just breezed through it. But Tom Morris had the comment about the last week about the golf. Yeah. So thanks for that. Thanks for this, Tom. Uh, all right, I think we're good, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it for today. With that's all the podcast, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we had, uh, you know, this was a, f- uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up. We got, we had a sad week with, uh, so my grandmother, uh, passed away, uh, and she was 87. Uh, she was, uh, she's in the bowling hall of fame and, uh, so lived, lived a good long yeah, life. Yeah, we, we talked about her on the sports yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so lived a, uh, you know, a good, good long life and, uh, we all went to the funeral and. Uh, it was funny with the funeral, but this is the Bargetzis. So this is the family. If everybody knows Tuesday, Tuesday was there. <laughs> My uncle was there. The, the, wears no shirt and tuxedo <laughs> jacket. I mean, just such a fun family. The Bargetzis are just kind of wild. We got my cousin, little Bob. <laughs> we call him little Bobby six, eight, <laughs> but his dad's name is Bob. And he, so we said it when he was and his dad was like a big guy. And then little Bob grew up to be six eight, and we're like, yeah, we've already committed to the little Bob name. Uh, my cousin Chris, I mean, every you know, like Gabe, everybody was there, and uh, Paige, and trying to not miss anybody. My brother, my brother and sister there. It's funny. So my brother teaches at a school, and uh, they do a lot of mission work. Uh, God 
is the global outreach development. That's who these guys all work with. Uh, so God. he, uh, God, yeah, global <laughs> outreach development. Yeah, they're the God, but they said God because they're not being as, you know, they're not above God. You said it with disdain. Yeah, God, I know. No, it just took me a second to spell it out in my head. Yeah, do y'all ever say God? Y'all don't say God. You say God. Yeah, God International. But they know that spells God, right? Yeah, that's the point of it. But they don't want to go. They don't go. Hello, we are God calling. Like that's not. That doesn't drum up. I can't business. believe it took you that long to to figure out they spelled God. Well, you know, I feel like. Uh, we, hello, we are God, and let me tell you something. We don't need your business. <laughs> My buddy uh, John Paul, who builds pools, uh, uh, Laura, I, I'm I just totally backyard living. And he does, he builds pool. Very funny. His dad. You've told the story. Oh, I did? Yeah. yeah. So John Paul, we talked, his whole thing, would be, if anybody hasn't seen it, his dad also has a pool company and he, <laughs> he's now his competitor. Uh, and, but he was, his whole thing is he goes, we were talking, he's like, look, I don't need your business. We always joke that John Paul <laughs> says that. And I try to say that he tries to go, anybody, he goes to his house to build a pool and they ask any question, he, he just goes, look, I don't, I don't need your business, all right? I, and his business cards just say, I don't know how you got this number. Who gave you my number? <laughs> and I love the idea of that being your business motto, <laughs> is everywhere you go, hey, do you mind building a pool? Look, I, before we get started, just a heads up, I don't need your business, all right? <laughs> I'll look at it, and I'll see, but just understand I don't need it. You need <laughs> us more than we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's such a good, depends on what you just run right. on that. Yeah. On that, like how just go, look, just head start. I know you're my first client. I don't need you, dude. I don't, you know. Your first customer. Hey, thank you guys for listening. We don't, I don't need you to listen to this podcast at all, all right? <laughs> That's how this podcast gets started. <laughs> I don't care. These are be plugged in. I'll talk to myself. All right. Uh, but uh, anyway, so my brother, he always ends up having doing uh, a lot of the, my dad was always doing it. Like any kind of pastor work, any kind of, you go be a minister. We need a minister. My dad would always have to do it, read a scripture and all that kind of stuff. So my brother gets there and Derek uh, has to go read uh he my dad he's going to just read a scripture my dad he was derek's going to read a scripture uh at the gravesite actually not at the funeral and uh so the person comes up to him and just goes all right so how do you want to do this and derek's like oh i don't i'm just reading like a scripture i don't he goes you know when someone just is not going to take that as an answer and they go okay so how do you want this service to go and my derek's like oh so i guess i'm in charge of this service now I'm giving the eulogy. He, I, he had to go up there, and my dad talked, which was a very moving, great. He was very sweet. Uh, so my dad did that bulk of it, and Derek just goes up and he goes. Uh, he just said what was happening. <laughs> there's a That's gr- great. there's a there's a woman there named Di. Uh, there's friends with my grandmother, and she always sang karaoke. She wanted to sing, so we didn't. There was we were, there was no hiring of a singer. It wasn't going to be a singer. This there was. She just goes. I would like to sing a few songs, and we go okay. And so she sang. <laughs> she sang two songs, and uh, Derek just goes up and goes. So uh, made a little joke. He goes, I guess I'm the minister for our family, <laughs> and so I'm going to read some scripture, and then Di's going to come up and sing a song, and then my dad's going to talk. Then Di will sing again, and then we will go and bury our grandmother. Like he just told them, That's basically, an MC like, right there, yeah, man. just going. Yeah. Here's the plan. Here's what we're gonna do. So Derek read the scripture. 
and then he said, Die, please come. Die sings, uh, uh, you know, Amazing Grace, something. My uncle Mike starts clapping, the one with the words that he just, which is no one really does at a funeral. She gets done. Say, I mean, there's, there's maybe 20 of us in this room. And uh, he's just like, and then we all start, everybody starts clapping for my, my grandmother's right there, you know, and then she sings again. And then uh, Di comes back up at the end. And then we, then we start clapping. My dad looked at my uncle Mike and was like, what are you doing? You don't clap at a funeral. Like it's not, not at a concert. And then my, and he starts my, uh, then we, everybody clapped after the second time. Cause we're like, I guess we're clapping, you know? We can't not clap. I mean, poor Di's going to be like, well, what happened the second time? And you don't think I brought it? And then, so we, she clapped again. And then, uh, yeah. And, and, then, and then we went and uh, we buried her. Uh, so that's a, it's a Bargetsy. And it's a Bargetsy's man. It's a fun. I love it. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. There's it's always great. something. And it's always, I mean, you know, my funeral, I hope it's something, something just doesn't work out. I love those just a free for all. Like you, you do it. Put together. Yeah. Put together real quick. Derek just had no idea. We all drove up, me, Derek, and my sister Abigail. And then just, we're doing, <laughs> I guess we're doing this. And didn't you guys go bowling in honor of your grandmother? They went last night. Mm hmm. Uh, we didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't go, but everybody else went, Harper went and, uh, all the nieces and nephews and Derek and them, they, yeah, they all went bowling. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. So that was good. And they did bowl good. Uh, so, uh, all right. Uh, this week we are, uh, I believe we have a ton of questions. We're bringing the producer of this podcast <laughs> that doesn't know how to separate being a wife and producer sometimes. No, I don't know. We have a very inappropriate relationship as a producer on the podcast, and it's not uh, it's not good for business. Uh, and uh, so we got uh, Laura Bargetsy, Laura Bargetsy, or Blair, Laura Blair. It's Laura instead of Laura. Yeah, please. people get mad about that, and then people, I mean her. Uh, when we did, when we shot the special or when we did the pilot, it was, uh, it was Laura. I changed it to Laura. Oh, yes. That was. For my benefit. Yeah. Did, do, is there any pilot questions? There was. Okay. So we're waiting. I'll get to that. All right. We can fire. So me and, uh, Laura, do we need to talk about how we, we met at, uh, at Applebee's. We worked at Applebee's together. I was 21. She was at my 21st birthday. And, uh, we met at Applebee's and we, uh, and then we've been together since then. I live in Chicago and then I was in New York for two years and then you, we got married in 2006, right? And then you moved to New York with me. October. October. 31st. Yeah. So you guys dated that whole time? Yeah. Dated the whole time. We had a break. We had a break. And then, just like every every relationship on earth. Yeah. yeah. But when and you then, moved to Chicago, were you guys dating? Yeah. Yes. And then, so my she, before I ever started comedy, when I told her I wanted to go do comedy. Yeah, he said, um, I have to tell you something. And I was like, okay, what is it? And I thought, gosh, here's this guy going to tell me. It could be any yeah. number of things. Yeah. I was like, what could he be to? And my mind is racing like, 
he's got, I don't know, something wrong with him. Right. Something's weird in his family. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, what could it be? And My he dad's was like, a magician. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I want to be a stand-up comedian. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Do, okay, good. Do that. Okay. Because I just never heard anyone say anything to me like, I want to be a singer. I want to be a whatever, even living in Nashville. So. I was like, okay, sure, go ahead. Just to vocalize it like that. I yeah. Be it. That shows that yeah. you were de- very dedicated out of the gate. because Out of the gate. A lot of people are like, I'm going to go try this and see what happens. Yeah, I think when I started, I knew I wanted to be a comedian, but I didn't Yeah, I didn't tell anybody for a while because I didn't want to. It sounded like yeah. a secret well, you had to Chicago. kept. I don't, had you told anyone up to that point? Uh, I mean, maybe you or my parents would have been, you know, but my parents were great with it was it a plan though before i don't know i think it's always you know i say in my when i wrote where i would be in 10 years oh yeah in my you should show that uh yeah we have it like for my senior year in high school is like where are you going to be at 10 years i think i said playing in the nba yeah uh because i always wanted to play basketball which i technically did nashville baptist association <laughs> uh, did play for the oh, nba that's fine truthfully yeah nba is a, uh and then I said I want to perform at Zanies, and so, but I, I, I like I don't ever. I guess there was when I look back, there's a lot of stuff. My dad always brings up. He remembers the first time uh, I told a joke. I forget what the joke was when the I was spider? like five. One was the spider. That was the first joke I remember. Was I remember? Hey, there's a fly. Uh, he said, "Waiter, there's a fly in your soup," and the waiter says, "Don't worry, the spider on your bread will eat it." <laughs> and so I thought it was so funny. And then I, my dad always just says that I broke it down. Why it's funny. Like, here's why it's funny. And so I guess I was fascinated with these jokes. But in my head, I don't remember. There was never, you know, I think people think, is there ever just a big decoration? Like, I'm going to do this. I've always wanted to do this. I've dreamed of it, you know, my whole life. And I don't remember that. I was never, it was like I was never trying to do it. And then it just. I was, but I, there was so many things that were leaning to me wanting to do it. Yeah. And so it was, it was always there. And then one day me and Michael Clay, and then we were going to move to Chicago and he wanted to go to Chicago. Yeah, Cause I was like doing that. I was reading Watermakers and I was telling, uh, Trey, Trey Pearson guy with us. And I told Trey, I was like, I think I want to do comedy. Like I, was, I knew I was doing a job. That's that was like, after that. Though. That was after you told me that oh. you had that job. And that's when you were like, then you, st- yeah, I started yeah. like, you found I started figuring you, out yeah, like how to do yeah, it. I do. I am good at that. If I put, if I want to do something, I will figure what, whatever it is. If I want to figure something out, if I, or if I want to get, if I want to buy something, if I want to do anything, I will figure a way to make sure I can end up doing that. Uh, and so, yeah, it was like, yes, it was like getting all my ducks in a row. I wasn't doing comedy here. I didn't do that. But I moved, I was reading, I, I, read, I delivered pizzas at night. Mm-hmm. I, I read water meters in the day and I went and delivered pizzas at night and just would put that money away. So I would have, you know, a couple thousand dollars or something before I moved. I think I had a couple thousand. I feel like Michael had 10,000. Like, I feel like Michael's a good saver. I don't know if he had $10,000, <laughs> but he had, he had way more than me. I got, I was like, Got 500 bucks, dude. Let's hit it. (laughs) And I just had nothing. But I was like, this is good. And uh, so I remember doing that. And then I started. But yeah. But Laura, when when he moved, was there any talk about, well, maybe we should break up? Not right then. Just because it was so new. And I was like, you should go do that. I'm 
you know, doing things here. I think I was in school. Yeah. So I was like, I can't like follow, you know, I can't follow your dream. We were just dating. Yeah. And I was like, you should go do that. And let's, let's see how it goes. Yeah. Committedly see how it goes, but see how it goes. And then, you know, Chicago's an easy flight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had money, you know, I had money enough to fly there. I think we did it every three weeks or four weeks or six weeks. We had like an interim and we would alternate and it was easy because he was coming to see his family anyways. Right. So. So the relationship. It just kind of kept going and going. Yeah. You know. I won't die. (laughs) Got bigger. (laughs) I'm pretty persistent. So I don't know. It just. So she gets what she wants. Yeah. yeah. I had a good feeling about it. And then what about when he said he was moving to New York? Because then you must have been pretty serious. That was like a bit, that was a big deal. I was like, well, well, you know, it just, he kept making it and making it and making it. So I just have having to have conversations with myself. Like, oh, he's really, he's, he's doing, doing this. this. You know, yeah. like, what am I going to do? Where's my place in this? Chicago was like a proof of concept almost. It was like, right. it was, it was just, I needed someone that goes, if, if someone would have been like, I heard Denver's got a good comedy scene. I would have been like, okay. Uh-huh. It was just, I don't know why I didn't start here. I just, I don't think I thought, I remember he said, Michael, our trades was like, Hey, Michael, Trey Pearson, such a big part of this. Um, he did so good with, I feel like he was a, he's a guy, he, they have a ton of kids. They had kids very early and he, I feel, you know, and Trey lives a wonderful life and uh, did our t-shirts for a little bit. And like, so, but Trey, I think was, is a guy that's like very supportive of someone that if they go, Hey, I wanted to go do something. He's like, you should go do that. Just a very, he's a perfect person that was just put, you know, into my life at that time. So when I said that, he goes, you know, Michael wants to do that. And he wants to move to Chicago. And so Trey was like, y'all need to talk. And I knew Michael, we were friends, but we, I don't know if that would have ever come up. And so then he's like, y'all talk. And then me and Michael started talking. Michael's like, I want to go to Chicago. And, you know, he knew Second City was there. And so I go, okay, yeah, I want to do it. I'll go to, I'll do Second City with him. And I took Second City classes for eight weeks improv. I didn't love improv. Improv is, I didn't like that. It was too many people involved in the comedy. And I was, knew I was going to be clean. And so, you know, improv, when people are bad at comedy, their first way to go is dirty. And so every improv class, I feel like would be just somewhat dirty or whatever. And it was just like, I don't like this. Uh, I want to do my own thing. And then I took a class, Comedy College. Uh, Jim Roth still does his class in Chicago and Milwaukee. Uh, and I took his class and it was a great class. And I'm not against classes. I think we've talked about classes. But uh, if someone wants to do comedy, I think class is good. Because it's, I think it just gives you something, at least gives you a start. You know, I don't think you need them. You definitely don't need them. But if you don't know what to do, it's good to go start with other people that don't know what to do. You know? So, yeah. So I did that. And Chicago was going good. I mean, I was getting up. Right when I got – I was in the Chicago Tribune, right when it first – because they did a story on his class. And, I mean, that was a month into starting comedy. And I was, like, in the Chicago Tribune. (laughs) My name was in it. I, like – my parents still have it. And it was because it was like, God, oh, that's crazy. Like, you know, your name's in the news. It's like the right. Chicago Tribune. When uh, you did a show and Jeremy and I came up, Jeremy yeah, Morrow P. came up and watched. P. And I was like, okay, yeah. like, this is funny. Was that your first time seeing him? Yeah. Before? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you think he was funny before even comedy? Yes. Yeah. Just daily, you know, Yeah. banter. Yes. Uh-huh. 
Because I think you said once you liked her because she rode around on a broom like a witch. She was funner. Yeah, that was my first. She was sweeping at Applebee's. I could walk you to the booth. I know the booth in the corner. And uh, and she was. I thought that was good. Yeah. <laughs> and she was sweeping, uh, like sweeping up. And then she rode it like a witch and goes, and like clicked it, like like starting it. Yeah. Like a horse or something. Whoa. Or a motorcycle. Whoa. <laughs> you know, Laura, do you know that cars? Uh, and so, yeah. And so then I always thought that was, it was very funny and cute. And uh, yeah. and so then that's when I knew I really liked this chick. Thanks. <laughs> so he moves to New York. It's getting more serious, and then and it was kind of like to come up here and let's see if you like New York City. And so I went up there, and I was like, I had always. I mean, I remember being a kid and saying, "Who would ever want to live in New York City? That's crazy. It's yeah. too big. It's dirty. It's." expensive like who would ever live there and then they're like i'm looking at it to be my home and i was like this is ironic and then he said well, what happens if i was there and he said what happens if you don't like it and i was like i don't know like i guess like, like do we break up like what's the i don't know and then we went around and you could tell that like the vibe was cool and it was exciting and i was like okay this would be exciting mm -hmm. and so but that day, actually, you had the ring that mm -hmm. day. The first time you went to New York? Yeah. Well, no, not the first time. No. Like the time where he was like, I had gone yeah. there once before. But the time where it was like, okay, you either have to move here, you know. Or we have it. to figure this out. We've been dating for a long time. Yeah. And what were you doing for a job? I was in corporate. I was at the corporate office here in, at Applebee's. Ah. I was a, a marketing coordinator. So well, we, I had just yeah. gotten hired. I graduated college, and that was my first job out of college. Yeah. So the president of the franchise group here in Middle Tennessee thought I was hilarious and crazy because I would argue with him about politics, and he would be like, who is this girl? <laughs> and then he hired me right away. So that was my first job. And then they sold the franchise group, so my job basically dissolved the minute I would have been moving to New York City. Yeah. And then we went to, yeah. And then I asked you to marry me on the, the, uh, that's one of the questions on here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cassie uh, B wants to know, how did Nate propose to you? So that morning that I said, well, I don't know, I guess we, you know, we guess we just ended if, if, if this doesn't work out, he had the ring <laughs> and I didn't know that. And so he said, I said, what are we doing today? Should I shower? And this is critical for women. <laughs> this, this I'll never forgive you for. He said, no, we're not doing anything important. So just wear whatever, you know, do whatever. So I'm super casual. So I put on like jeans and a sweater. It was snowing, sleeting, snowing. And I just like barely did my hair. And then he proposed on a beautiful carriage ride and had a beautiful lunch planned at the Central Park Boathouse with like champagne and like a whole thing. Didn't they forget wow. the champagne or something? I feel like they did. They you did, were mad. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you had it all set up. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. It was we're gonna ask on the horse and the horse carriage ride, and then go over to that. And they were supposed to have the champagne. Yeah, I feel like it was a package of something you paid for. Like I'm sure oh. my parents paid for it yes. <laughs> at the time. I had no money. Yeah, uh, but he was like, "Oh, just wear whatever." So I mean, I looked. But you know, you're not horrible. trying to give off. Yeah, you right. think everything that you're doing is giving off. I'm about to do this. Right. And so you're trying to. I called your dad that day. Oh, Did you ever know yeah, that? No. Uh, you may have told me that. Yeah, I after. called your dad. Uh, 
And yeah, she did tell me that. And then uh, I called your dad and asked, and then which I did. Someone just talk about that. I would want someone to call me, like a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I bet that's going away because I don't think kids are respecting parents. It really just matters of the respect that she Harper would have for you know, as long as she takes us serious, <laughs> then she'll show us the respect. I think it's like but, yeah, if you raise them like that. But they're, uh, yeah, but you don't want to give anything away. So I wanted, right. to, but I remember, so, and we were on a horse and buggy ride. It's not like it, you were bundled up. So it's not that crazy. It was crazy. And then, uh, and then we asked and then, yeah, we went to. You have like a, like a terrible photo. <laughs> with a, like a, just a regular click camera. Well, you didn't have anything. Yeah, that's it all looks, we had. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's so what fun. year was this? 2005, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you have is that you don't, you know, we didn't have see off cell phones with cameras. Yeah, I think yeah. we just had a camera and the guy's super far away, luckily for me. So, yeah. yeah. But it was a great, I mean, I was completely shocked. Oh, yeah. you were? You didn't know it was coming? No. I thought it was like a, like a second try, you know, like, okay, like this is, and then I thought it would come after somehow. Yeah, completely shocked. I feel like I, as soon as you get on a horse and carriage. Aren't you thinking maybe? I mean, no, how often do you New guys York. travel on horse and carriage? It's well, we're New there York. on vacation. You know, it's, She's there on vacation, stuff. kind of. So, so you're like, let's do some touristy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That so makes I sense. just thought, yeah. Yeah. No, completely shocked. And what did her dad say? No. That's been the hardest <laughs> part. Uh, no, he said yes. He's like, uh, he said, I know you know what to do. And, you know, and just, I know what you know to do. And very nice. Her dad's great. And very soft spoken. And uh, it was good with it so a couple of questions along those lines scott h how did your parents react when you told them nate wanted to be a comedian and his dad was a magician clown and odalgo six how great was the day you got to tell your parents see i told you comedy made it it paid off i would say my dad was like measured but he's a he's a retired military person a lieutenant colonel from the army and he's a preacher. So I think he thinks, you know, money is not the end all be all for him. Right. So it didn't really matter about money for him. Because that's a calling to yes. do that. And yeah. comedy, you're not going to necessarily get rich, but it's. And my dad is also super funny. He loves comedy. It really loves humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. He loves he... my dad. Yeah. When he saw my he dad, loves... he. Went crazy. Yeah. But your parents came to uh, that show that my first, uh, the first college I ever did, Belmont. Oh, yes. Your dad and Beth came mm-hmm. and they, uh, and they were there. And my dad, I remember being like, my dad's going to be there. And because my, your dad saw my dad somewhere else and then was like, I mean, loved my yeah, dad. He still loves him because yeah. he loves that dry humor. He's a David Letterman kind mm-hmm. of fan. Yeah. What about your mom? She is kind of old school comedy, so it has to be super jokey. So she's not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> she she, uh, she thinks Nate is funny, but she's she's like Aaron. Physical, kind of no. jokey, physical, hacky. I don't think yeah. she likes any of us. 
Actually, she does love Brian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does love uh, She put it back on yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. She does. She's always like, is Brian going to be there? Yeah. I don't know. He's well, we're funny. about the same age group. Yeah. Yeah. She loves these old. I love old, easy comics. <laughs> Dean Martin. Comics that don't, you know, you don't got to take shots. No, you don't. <laughs> I think she was the most skeptical of the bunch, though. Yeah. And so... I think my cousin gives it to her to, to answer the next question, like that I told you, you know, like see read I the did next question. Oh, the other oh, one that yeah. you just read. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, about putting it in your face. Yeah. yeah. So my, I think my cousin has told me, Scott has told me a couple times, like, oh, I called your mom and said, like, oh, Laura's doing okay, right? She's got it going on. How's she doing? And at what point was that in your career? Well, that's been, you know, where after we moved back to New. Uh, to Nashville is when he told me that. Yeah. But uh, Joey, my yeah. uh, stepbrother-in-law, he's the one that really kind of called my, he went on his own to Zany's and saw you at some point l- mm-hmm. later. And he said, he called my dad on the phone and said, don't you worry about her. <laughs> it's going to be fine. And I don't know if my dad was at all, but he, you know, he was just saying like, that's great. He's really good. Like she's going to be okay. Yeah. That's great. That was very nice for him to do. Yeah. Just like, to get, yeah, because that was, there's always behind the scene, you know, it's like, I don't know, they're not, no one's going to say anything to my face. I'm glad you didn't phone that set in, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brought the heat that day. Yeah, he came in and just watched from the back, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody, we had, because we never had, you know, I was, people always ask, which I don't know if it's going to be a question, but people always ask, uh, you know, was there ever a time where she was like, hey, how long are you going to do this? Because that's a question I get from most comedians, is they say, you know, what about my girlfriend, you know, whatever, which I've said multiple, I think I've said multiple times. A, if you have some, if you have a girlfriend or boyfriend that is going to be in the way, then it just, you know, then you got to choose. So either you're not going to make it or that's not going to work out and you got to choose. And that's the, you know, this is a thing that's commitment. Something I talk about all the time. I think we're lucky for every single person that listens to this podcast. I'm extremely lucky that they choose to listen to what I have to say. And I have to go perform with that gratitude every time to them. And it's never lost on me. They could easily walk away and rightfully so. I don't deserve them. I've, you know, I haven't earned it. Like it's their, I work for them basically. And so if anybody doesn't have that mentality and you're just going to be like, well, Sundays and Mondays, my girl just wants me to watch a movie. It's like, then enjoy not making it because you're not giving it you're not, you know, sacrifice. You got to make sacrifices to hopefully live a life that no one gets to live, you know? So that's what you get to do. And so you got to do that. And we, you only, I feel like one time I thought it was, our, you said, well, how long would you do it? If. I think it was about being in New York and I saw like a, a lot of New York comedians just performing in New York and kind of like getting in a little bit of a comfortable spot. Mm. And I thought, how many years would you just perform in New York and not actually start kind of to branch out and tour? Cause I just didn't want to be in New York that long. Cause I was like, Oh God, this way, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of starts to wear on you a little bit. And we were broke at that point. And it, you know, New York's not that fun if you don't have some spending cash. We probably have lots of stories about being broke in New what York. What were you doing for a living? So, um, I was um, in marketing. So I did a, bunch of kind of small marketing jobs and then someone gave me a I saw an ad in a paper 
and it was for an event planner. So that's really what I just saw this job and I was like, that's what I want to do. And I got hired and past that I was golden because it was a travel job and I had my own fun and it was late, you know, late nights. And so I didn't ever have to like wait on him to get home or anything because I had my own thing going on. Laura's independent. She can kind of be alone. Yeah. She's fine with being alone, which I think is another great quality if you have a job yes. like this, is find a partner that can be by themselves. Yes. Yeah. Because they, they're going to be by themselves a lot. I see that a lot. Like a lot of people, like their girls or their boyfriend, you know, it's like they want to be like, no, I, they want to be around all the time. And you're like, it, there's, it really can't be that. But just because everybody's going to be a little different if you're like, hey, my girl's here. And then you're like, okay. And then you go start talking about comedy. And you know they don't care about it like we care about it. And so it's just going to interrupts the flow. Like there's just times you need to, you know, do like work talk or whatever. Right. And uh, so that's a huge quality. Something very underrated. Yeah. yeah. Someone did ask about Nate's no plan B approach to comedy and said you had to be just as committed as he did. And sounds like you were. Yeah, any concern that I had, I kept to myself, I mean, just because it, I knew it wasn't I didn't helpful. Look, yeah, I never knew you had a concern. Well, just any, like, day-to-day, like, hmm, where's this guy? You know, just any concern, any personal thought, I just knew wasn't helpful, so why say it? Yeah. You know, why bring that it's, up and kind of discuss, yeah. like, details that either may or may not come true. So right. So just drop it and see where it goes. I don't get credit for that either, I don't think. Yeah, for not saying anything. Ever. For just like <laughs> he just found out letting yeah. it happen, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, well, Laura also is someone that doesn't che- like change much. Yeah. So if wherever we were at, she could kind of be just. She's never going to go. I don't want to do this anymore. She just kind of does it. <laughs> and then when I'm like, we're changing. We moved to California. It's like she just went with that. And then after two years there. I mean, even moving back here, I feel like I had to convince her and she wanted to move back here. And I'm like, we're, I'm moving, we're moving home. Like that should be the most exciting thing ever. I don't think so. I think I was like, yes, what time are we packing? <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Cause we also had enough money to like put a down payment on a house finally here yeah. versus California. We were saving, saving, saving. Yeah. She's and a big saver. I was yeah. saving for a house. Yeah. But then when you said Nashville, I was like, oh, done. Cool. Yeah. She and Michael Clay, big savers. Big savers. Big savers. They yeah. Both You're welcome during COVID. Yes. She did save and she's, I mean, we had, she always had money. She's the one that had money. If we had, I mean, because I was making nothing at the. Yeah. I, I, I worked at a hedge fund actually in New York City. And so when they offered me the bonus, a hedge fund bonus, I was like, what? That's more money than I've ever made. <laughs> Just the bonus. She awesome. got uh, let go because of the 2008. Financial. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It was in the job that she had mm-hmm. was just over. Yeah. How and long have you been in New York when that happened? I was there four years. years. She was there too. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh and then I remember comedy did really good during that time. Oh. I did a lot of shows. We yeah. did a ton of shows. People wanted to go out and laugh. It was just a sad time. Comedy does really good during bad times. It's a pretty cheap it's source cheap, of entertainment. Right. You know? And people want to laugh. It's cheaper than a movie most of the Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good time. Like people people don't think about it enough. I've heard yeah. it time and time again that people go to Zanies and they're like, Why don't I do this all the time? Yeah. yeah. Because they have fun with their friends or girlfriends or a first date. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. A really great first date. 
because if your girlfriend or boyfriend doesn't laugh right. or dependent on what they laugh at, you could be like, mm, this person not for me. How often were you going to shows in New York? Me. Of, of Nate's shows, yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. I didn't really. I think I wish you would have came more now when I think about it. But when you're there, you're just, I mean, I'm running around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing five shows a night. And so it is, you get off the train, 7 p.m. is my first show, and I'm not going to be done till 1 a.m. And I am, you're going, right when I get off stage, you're like, all right, good night. And you're like, all right, I'll be back for the second show. And then I'm hopped in a cab or running to the next club. And then I walk in there, and you're like, and then you go up and you do your 15 minutes and then you're like, all right, I got to go. And then, so it's some, if she did come, she'd sit at like yeah, the club. I, I was going to be at last. Yeah. Yeah. I would come on the weekends cause I obviously had to work and then stay at one place and he could, yeah, like and there would be Carla, other wives. Yeah, yeah. There would be other wives or girlfriends there who were super fun and hang out with them. And then she's the only consistent one. Yeah. What? I feel oh. like the only consistent <laughs> girl there. <laughs> Carla. Was, Carla was there. Carla yeah. was there for a while. Big J's uh, ex-wife. And then, uh, but the Carla, the, yeah. So Carla, you would hang out with Carla a lot. So a you lot would, because yeah. she was our neighbor too. Yeah. They found our apartment. I'm sure you've told that story. I don't think yeah. you have actually. I'm, I'm I thought he did about. So. Yeah, they found, they. Big J left a message for yeah, your mom. Yeah, a message from mom. Hello. Is this Nate? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this Nate, uh, Nate Bargetti's mother? And we're in Mexico on our honeymoon <laughs> with no phone. She, my mom's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then. He goes, oh, no, it's Jay. Yeah. He's like, we found an apartment, right? And, we and they were great. She's an awesome cook, and he's a lot of fun, obviously. We're mm. best friends. Yeah. He's my best comedy friend. Yeah, he's her, Laura's, him and Laura, because we had Dan Soder and Jay do a show, Bonfire, and they called one day to see, they go, Who is, who's Laura closer to? And it's Jay. I mean, Jay. Jay was just there. Soder wasn't there. He was yet. across the street. I mean, and he was across literally. the street. Yeah, and Soder's very close to us. But Jay was. Jay and Laura have just been forever. And Jay was married yeah. at the time. He had a child, which I loved her, and yeah, so Isabel. it just clicked more. Yeah, you know, they were more my speed. I was not out being a crazy person drinking all the time. Yeah. What does Jay call you? Larbar. Larbar. Yeah. Yeah. He took Jay took her to the hospital. Yeah, we've had a, a lot of moments. She got when uh, she he takes care of me. Yeah, I was. Uh, you were out of town. I was out you of were town. here in Nashville, and I was dying of gas overdose. We had a yeah gas leak in our apartment, and she slept there all night, and then had to go to the hospital. I started throwing up. Started throwing up. And my up. mom was like, "Get out of the house! Get out of the house!" And I was like, "Jay, are you home? Can you take me to the hospital?" And Carla said, don't take her anywhere but Long Island Jewish. And so he took me all the way out to Long Island, to that hospital. And I was okay. I'm yeah. still alive. Yeah, I remember calling him. And he was like there. And I, I thought I was in Cleveland for some reason. You were here. Yeah. All right. It was and almost then, Christmas. I had to work and then come home after. Yeah. And then, yeah, he took her to the hospital. Yeah, it's crazy. And then when that lady, so in, in apartments in New York, if you don't know, you have, it'd be three family homes. It's basically a town home. And it's broken up into three families. So your living room space would be so our bedroom was would be someone's living room technically. And then we had a, a den area. It was a nice apartment. And then the upstairs, so they just break them up. And so we would control the heat and air conditioning for the entire. <laughs> the thing was in our apartment, so you could only. So if someone got hot or cold, they would have to ask us to do it. So there's a gas leak, and the lady, how she handled the 
gas leak was to lock the box and then give the key to the neighbor. Like almost like we were the one that messed the gas <laughs> like leak I up. Tried to kill yeah. Like she tried to do it. And so they didn't trust her. <laughs> and then that guy just gave us the key. He was like, this doesn't even yeah. make sense. No. Like, uh, and so, yeah. And we had a guy that was a bit of a drinker that lived below us for a while. And uh, he had a big problem. I don't remember. Remember him? He would throw up. You would hear oh, him every I do morning. Remember him? He would. He was like a construction worker. He was like just a real <laughs> union guy. Yeah. And I mean, would come home loud, drunk, two a.m. Yes. And then every morning you'd hear him just throwing up, <laughs> and then he'd go back to work. Just and you're like, golly, the life that guy lived. Like, because you could hear, because you could open our door, and there's these stairs that would go to his front door. It's like a basement. And so it's like you could just hear it, and it was just every morning. It's like, Ugh, just uh, hung uh. over every morning. I mean, every morning. <laughs> Just like having, you know, at like six or seven in the morning, he's got to get up early. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. Someone asked if comedy hadn't worked out for Nate, what do you think he would have done for a career? I, I don't know. Something manual laborish. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. I don't know. You know, anything he can do, he doesn't think he can do anything, but he can do anything. So yeah. he would have, I never had any doubt that our life would work out, whether he chose not to do comedy or kept, found a job or some other career path. Now, I don't know if that would have made him ultimately happy. Maybe that would have been the downfall. Yeah. yeah. But he, he's a worker. His whole, it's all, his whole family is just dedicated to working just like my family you know they're not late they don't have a lazy bone in their body yeah so driven motivated workers so we would have done some you know any i would have probably started like my own moving delivery company or i'd have yeah. done something yeah. like that i would have started something yeah i bet it would have been something work with like john that. paul yeah it, it would have it would have never been it wouldn't have been a normal no it wouldn't have been in a building it wouldn't have been like i work for right this company you know yeah. it would have been okay. something okay outside something that's a little different but you have always wanted to do comedy while you were working on that moving company yeah i mean i was the thought about it, i was like you, you know if i ever went back to or maybe went back to the water company that's the only other thing i would have done just i think you were bored maybe. yeah you would be bored uh yeah uh but it, yeah you know there was there was definitely parts where i mean i never had a crazy it's been a very long career and it's still going and it still can be frustrating. It's been very dr drawn out. But that, there was never these moments of just, I, this is not working. No. There was always, I was still getting stuff. I got that first CMT thing like four years in. CMT comedy stages right behind me. And so it was like I got a TV thing. And so I did TV on it. So right from that moment, you're like, all right, I'm good enough to get on this show. So... I'm at least doing what I think I should be doing. And then it just kept, there was definitely been very long, you know, drawn out. It's, it's not easy in building this. I've had to do it very slowly and build piece by piece, but that's what, that's what happened. That's what Bill Burr told me. I think I've said that. Mm -hmm. so it takes you longer. It's going to take longer, but you're going to gain fans and you're going to gain them for life because you have to go earn every fan. You have to like, do stuff over there. So it's just been that. There's been no just immediate jump. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like you went from, you know, it was like you made, I was making a thousand dollars a year to then you're famous and rich the next, you know. I mean, if you see people's careers, they they get 
they go from nothing to within a year they are mega famous and that happens so that never happened the most common question we got was are you okay with you being the subject of some of nate's jokes yes have you ever had a problem no. with any of them? It pays our bills, so <laughs> I don't think I should be like, "Don't say that." No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a. What do you call that when someone picks at someone? A humor? What? What kind of humor is that? Self-deprecating. So, yeah. yeah. So I pick at people, and that's my love. Like if I'm picking on you, I love you. So Tim picking on me or saying things about me is like, oh, he loves me. I remember, but I remember doing jokes where I had to at the beginning. It would, it, they 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 sound too mean, and so then people think, well, why are you married? And she's not taking them that way. That. But I just realized, oh, I need to deliver these in a different way because that's not the point. Because the point is, I'm t- we're talking about one fight. It's not like you know, if we fought every day, I would have much more material. Yeah. But it's it's, <laughs> I wish we fought every day, and then I would be able to just be getting all kinds. Yeah, hey, you of should let me be. Whatever I want to be, because then you could just. Well, I still have... also want to watch TV and okay. <laughs> be a nightmare. Uh, yeah, it's it's always been fun. There there was one time a friend of yours came, the Sons came, mm-hmm. Ashley, and they she goes, oh, he just said he wanted to murder you, and I was <laughs> like, he doesn't mean it. He's not really going to murder me, so it's fine. Like she was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, it's almost like it's not even you. Yeah. In a sense. It's the jokes are I mean, when everybody goes, you're either I'm you or you my husband mm-hmm. is him. Yes. Then we're not it's not like you're you're going, can you if I was like this person's a nightmare in my life mm-hmm. and I'm pointing out problems that you're like, nobody has those problems except you, <laughs> then we have a problem. Yeah. But when I'm when things are so relatable. Yeah. Everyone's laughing. Everybody's laughing. Right nobody it's not a thought that someone doesn't have and so in a sense it's a concept it's a concept and i just these concepts have these names and i've had some of these experiences and so but that's where we're that's where it's at but i don't ever do anything that would be uh i don't think i've ever done a joke that would be i would tell you all the jokes too yeah before i would say i'm doing this about this do you recognize that it's going to be a bit like in the moment Sometimes, uh, or is it reflecting? Yeah, on later? the one fell swoop one, which is new, no one knows yet, so don't say it. But it's uh, that one is is I think one that I knew. I think I even said it to you in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the fight. fight. Was like I can recognize it from other people, but not from us. Like if you know, you guys are his mom and him are. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's me, I'm more in the moment. <laughs> yeah. so. You're wrapped up in it. Yeah. Uh, he's talked about this on stage, kind of, but how funny is he in day to day life? Not that, not that fun. It's a. She says <laughs> the meanest thing ever. <laughs> she says, I, if I do anything fun, she goes, oh, this is our 30 seconds of fun. <laughs> oh, it's 30 seconds of fun, <laughs> and which is extremely insulting. Uh. So he is very analytical and very observant and breaks things down and he completely you know is in his own thoughts so he's he can be very serious but alternatively like i said with his professional comedians it's a blast so i love to go out with him there but you know if he's if he's if you're being funny it's 
a lot of fun. But day to day, you know, you're talking yeah. about a fence, a house, a, yeah. who's paying this bill. Yeah. Almost, you don't want them to be on all the time like that, right? That would be. I kind of That would be. I a would nightmare. like it. <laughs> I would be like, ah, yeah. So I don't know. I try to be. I'll tell her a joke if I come up with a joke. I'll tell you. And, yeah. And sometimes I can make you laugh. You can make me laugh anytime yeah. you want. To. Yeah. It's it's are you in the mood to like just be? Yeah, no one's gonna know, be in the mood. You can't as no. comedians. That's what someone always says there. If you are a comedian, they go, I can't believe you're the comedian. Those are going to be the comedians yeah. because there's a lot that goes into it. There's definitely guys that are like, if I go golfing and someone thinks, uh, and it's some golf course and they're like, I'm not going to be as funny as your buddy. That's mm-hmm. a golfer that just does all these rapid yeah. jokes. That's super fun. That's a completely different thing than what we do. It's a, ours has to travel. My joke has to travel. It has to rely on different circumstances, different uh, audiences. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. To make a joke work in 50 different states is a lot harder than I need you on this golf course and I need you to be in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, it's, it's just a much, it's a much long, it's very long. It's harder to do. I yeah. Tell, and I can go I crazy. I tell people that if a, if a comedian does voices, then they're probably a lot of fun, like yeah. in real life. Yeah. Because then they're kind of like goofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can do. Like Dan yeah. Soder yeah. does oh, voices. That's the first person I thought of. Yeah. 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 So, so Soder's. He's, he's, he can be fun. I don't know. What, I mean, I don't live with him. So, but when I see him, he's gregarious and fun. Ooh. But everybody's going to be funnier. That's not the. I don't think anybody is in a relationship with a comic and goes, oh, it's. Just the greatest. Same thing. People ask your mom the same yeah. thing, and she has the same answer. Like about my he's, dad. Yeah, he's very quiet unless you get him. You know, talking about comedy or magic or sports or mm-hmm. you know. Well, you he, start performing. You start like you know. It's like I'm not going to come home and perform. You don't want. I don't want to perform. Right. Every year we have to do it so much. Yeah. That when you're home, you don't want to do that. Yeah. But and, there's you know, moments. There's definitely. I think and that's they're good 30s. professional moments. Yeah. They're True. a higher level. <laughs> So when she does it. gets it, she gets a much higher level, concentrated, funny than your average I'm person. Funny all day. So greatest. that thirty seconds of fun is like, is like, remarkable. Like it's special. It's HBO special worthy. <laughs> it's it's legit. It comes out from a real, you know, yeah, professional level. I was going to say, that's almost when it's, if somebody comes home, a comedian, and they're just on all that, that's where it's almost like you get worried about them. Yeah. You know, if they're just never themselves. It, yeah. Well, you would be. That, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. You would want realness. You yeah. would be like, I don't, this, this doesn't feel, that's someone you date. That's not someone you would marry and live with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, John Wolf asked, how do you deal with Nate when he goes off on one of his obscure rants? It happens a lot. I would say I just try to be calm through it, try to jump in <laughs> where I can. He has to get it out. So mm-hmm. I, I try my best to just, mm-hmm, yeah. Or she like, goes, I just want to watch this show and go to bed. I can't. No, barely. Yeah, you do that. You well, do that's that to if me, it's go, very late. I, well, that's when they usually are. Okay. What time are they? They're like 11.30. <laughs> Yeah, and she goes, "I'm just trying to watch a show," and then I just I <laughs> it's gotta because go to I also have to do that with Harper, so she'll go on rants about her own stuff. So I've already been like, 
Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Really? No. Uh-huh. So I, I just pictured them being a lot of the same, <laughs> of the yeah. same rants. Yeah. yeah, it could be the same. His are angrier it's about sour skittles. Or right. Yeah, going off. Yeah, it's about nothing. <laughs> right. Some are about nothing. Harpers are also I, about nothing. Yeah, some are about absolutely nothing. But you have to like that's where comedy. But I is. think yeah, you're you trying to be to passionate. Kinda, yeah, and you're trying to get a it could a joke could come out of it. So if I shut it down, I could be like, there goes that purse. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't get She doesn't buy anything no, That's some of my favorite comedy is Somebody being very passionate and Or defending something that's just absurd mm-hmm. Yeah It's just not worth I mean I feel like that's what a lot of this podcast is Yeah so I think yeah. It's just talking It's nothing Yeah And you exactly. have to be passionate about nothing And that's that's where it comes from She no. does do money wise though with bonds. She doesn't spend any money no. I've never told her no I've never had I've never I've never had the joke of going my wife's spending all my money. Like it would never, I'm, it's her trying to stop me <laughs> from spending. And I don't think I spend that much, but if I want to. You have big things. Mm-hmm. If I want to. You big, have big yes. ticket items. Yes. But I know that I want to get. You're to good. Th- you, you, you're not like, you know, I've heard people are like, oh, he's constantly buying this or that. It's. We always, as we have business managers and I asked them and I was like, and I was asked to go, am I crazy? Do I look crazy? Because they would see every comedian, ones in, or ones in New York, Russell. Russell would work with every comedian. And he everybody always worked with him. Every comic worked with him. He had Larry David at a point. Because uh, everybody was in New York, and they've just been there forever. So they would do every, all the comics taxes. So we all went to this guy. And so I would always ask him, hey, what am I? Because really, where you're spending is expenses for uh, – Touring. touring so it's like you're you're it's all your expenses because you're your own business so every flight every everything well that also keeps you occupied when you're touring yeah so when you're not touring that's when i get a little antsy yeah because then you're like looking at things and shop like thinking about things yeah I and mean, that's you're touring you're yeah. just spending money on business yeah this house was that yes oh that was that was intermixed with touring yeah, but that was it. Started with being at home and yeah. being bored and like starting to look at stuff and being like, "What if we move?" And then, yeah, that's where because if I get bored, that's why this COVID, I've gone golf. That's why I do golf so much. Your sister is the exact same way. You guys are part apart. Like she gets bored, something's being added on. A pool's coming. A deck is coming. A new room. Yeah, that's my new joke that I do. Where I, she goes. She bought a boat, and she's someone that can't afford a boat, so she bought a boat and a jet ski. Because uh, that's how, that's those people. They only, they they really should not be buying a boat. And they go, all right, but what if I do a jet ski too? And you're like, yeah, might as well, I guess. You know, might as well go have a lot of fun if you're going to lose it all. Uh, might as well lose two things. Yeah. Um, what things have changed about Nate since you guys first got together that you either love or gets on your nerves? I mean, Nate is a completely different person, I feel like, than I first met. I felt like when I first met him, he was kind of simple and, like, doe-eyed and, like, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. an old hickory boy. Mm -hmm. Like, really just calm and... A good old boy. Yeah, just like, but not in the good old boy sense, like, shooting and hunting and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, like, simple. Just, like, a wholesome, Mm -hmm. yes. And it just like moving to New York and getting a career and getting older and getting wiser. And he's just kind of come into his own. So imagine kind of like 
I don't know. He's become a, a man, like an, you know, everyone changes, I feel like, but his has come really full circle. He's just so wise and intelligent, way more than I ever gave him credit for at first. Yeah. You know, he knows how to use words and he talks, he can talk things out. He can talk. If I have a problem with Harper that really needs like a long, reasonable explanation, I call him because his family, Abby, your mom, not really your dad, Derek, you guys are all like big talkers. If you get a text message, it's a half a, you know, it's the whole phone long. I could never even, I, two sentences tops for me. I'm like, yes, no, you know, and they're just good with their words. They're very wise and very heartfelt. So I feel like simple to like extremely complex. But I don't think there's like a good or bad. Nope. Okay. Just very different. Yeah. Well, you get a career. You gotta. Yeah. To want it. To want it, you gotta. You just gotta change. If you don't change, you will not get it. If you don't have the drive and the drive is intense. And yeah, it's intense. Because I don't have that. I'm pretty. I'm very simple, very calm, very not complex. Just like this table. <laughs> yeah. What was like, what's one of the craziest things that we've done that you were like, I can't believe we're doing this? Because of comedy. Yeah. Uh, the Paul Allen boat cruise. Yeah, that's one of the questions. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah Who was asked crazy. it so they can. Oh, oh let's see. Uh, I'll find it. All right. Yeah. All right. That was crazy. And the New Year's Eve celebration with, with Mark Eric. Walter. Yeah. And Eric Stone Street. Yeah, we went to Fallon's uh, Emmy after oh, party. Oh, that was yep. way crazy too. It's Michael Bird actually, that was the that, that was the All first right. thing. Thank you. The Jimmy Fallon Grammy party. Was it a Grammy party? Yeah, I think Emmy, Emmy party. Is that Emmy was crazy. Because we really you you didn't even feel kind of. I just met. You had just met. I a, just met Fallon. Yeah, and so I did. I did a show, and then we were going to. Uh, it was just when we first met. I did a show. And then we were going to try to create a sitcom. And then uh, we went to the uh, we went to the Emmy after party. Mm-hmm. And because we got invited to his, you know, it was, he was doing late night with Jimmy Fallon at the time. And so we got invited to his thing. And then uh, everybody who's everybody was there. And so we just stood in the middle of the room and we were kind of dancing and trying to, and you know, he knew a couple of people. You knew David Spade and. Yeah, but barely. I don't know him like I know now, but yes. I knew him. I, yeah, I knew his opener. And so we kind of was like, he was like, oh yeah, all right, man. And then he kind of went on. So we just, but we sat in the center and just was like, you know, celebrity, 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 everybody around us. And then we were dancing at the end and Eric Stone Street was actually there. Yeah. And I high-fived him. I was like, oh my God, I just high-fived Eric Stone Street. Mm, yeah. It was just, that was pretty crazy. And then you guys went to the AFC Championship game in Kansas City with Eric yeah, Street, right? that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, because I was excited. I, you knew the show, but you weren't as into it at that point. The, like, at the beginning, Modern Family, was the we watched together. That's true, we did. As on the show, so I was, yeah. But I high-fived him, and I thought, oh my God, that's so crazy. Yeah. And who, oh, Bill Maher was dancing. Yeah, Bill there. Maher, and then, I mean, Chris Martin. Uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow were there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was everybody. I, if I could name everybody well, there. And then, it was, yeah, and Joe Walsh's birthday party. Joe Walsh's birthday party. That was crazy. Yeah, so a lot. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, Dustin Clyde asks, it seems Nate golfs a lot, which is fantastic. How do I convince my wife to let me golf more? We currently have three kids. What arrangement, if any, do you have around this time-consuming hobby? Probably got to get rid, rid of two of those kids. Two, get rid of two kids. <laughs> yeah, definitely mm. not three kids. You need to get those kids into golf. Well, he says he takes them with him, but it, it's hard for him to improve, he said, with three kids out there. Yeah, with you can't him. really golf. Not three. I would find one. If you can get one of them that really wants to do it, I would think that would well, do it. And to be fair, it's during COVID. And so generally you golf during regular people's work hours. Yeah. So, you know, nine to four, whatever, you know, t- actually not nine to four, but you know, whatever time. So you're gone during the ch- middle of the day, which is yeah. no problem, especially if she's in school. I help you with this podcast yeah. and other stuff. So I'm busy. So it's like you go to work and you come home. So yeah. it's, and we have one child I can easily pick up and drop off one child if we had two it might be a little more difficult with activities and stuff like that so people think she's crazy that for letting me golf as much. people do think i'm crazy but their husbands go into an office and work all day mm-hmm. so it's about the same thing his job is other hours of the day yeah. you know he doesn't start taking phone calls until four o'clock yeah so like LA time. Yeah, LA time. And then uh yeah, so it's like you do that and then and then I do do it cuz the obsession, especially during this time, if I didn't have this, it would be there I, it would be I, a problem. Yeah, I would be doing other His stuff. mind just needs to be busy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be I'd be on to other things. Yeah. Yeah, I, like you know, buying things or building yeah, things we'd or be buying land. We would have an airplane or he would be taking flying lessons. So, it would be yeah, something. He would take flying lessons. Yeah. Another guy we met on the cruise. Who's that? Uh, the Nirvana. bass player for Nirvana, Chris. Yeah, something. he flies everywhere. He flies. He's got his own license. Flies himself. Flies himself. He would start flying himself to every gig. I was like, so I was like, well, I could get my own pilot license and then just fly to these gigs my, myself. <laughs> like, why not do that? He, he had him full hook, line, and sinker. We were yeah. getting a plane. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, we're going to figure it out. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I still would maybe do it. If Right now, I don't want to give up golf. My stepbrother yeah. flies, so I think we could lean on him to be a pilot. Yeah. He's about to retire sometime. Yeah. That's a funny thing. Nate's running a little late. Hang on. There he is right there. There he is right there. <laughs> he is. You start the show. Yeah. Let's go ahead and start it. <laughs> He's coming yeah. on stage. Yeah. And you just land right in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Winds just blowing. Um, people have a lot of questions about specific jokes and how real they were. When Nate said he peed in the bed, did you really say, I'm not sure if I married you or had you? No. I, no. That was I, that, that I made up. Yeah. All right. That's the professional comedian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your version of the dog medicine story? I mean, the dog medicine story is probably the closest thing to reality. That, I mean, yeah. that literally happened like that. Except the milk jug. I would, that would be silly to put old milk in a new milk jug. Or vice but versa. you do mix things. You mix ketchup or oh, you mix. I mean, I worked in a restaurant yeah. for a long time. Laura's a, so. yeah, that's what the, Laura doesn't use. I don't, I don't use the bottoms of things, but I leave them because I know she's going to scrape I out. Scra- I mean, to this day. I smelly lotions, yeah. uh, shampoos. If it's not all the way gone, I always have different lotions in my lotion bottle. <laughs> I'll just have multiple lotions because <laughs> if she can put other lotions in, shampoo, anything will just be mixing on top. Nothing I mean, expires. Yeah. If nothing, nothing can be expires. wasted. No, I have. Yeah, 
Nothing expires. Definitely not dog medicine. And definitely not people medicine. They have a date for a reason. <laughs> it's I mean, a suggestion. I know, but so it's got to expire at some point. I don't think it does. So the, then what's the point of the suggestion? It's less effective. So it's that's, not expired. So it stops working. Less. But it's going to, if it, if it can get less, how can it not get to zero? Gotta wait. Gotta wait and see. It just keeps working for me. I know, me. but do you see what I mean? If it gets less. Well, we'll probably use it by the time it gets zero. No. But not like milk. No. To, uh, food. I mean, eggs I could go over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Milk, no. Milk, definitely. I mean, if it has a smell, it's more like medicine and lotions and yeah. stuff like that. Milk's the one thing I'm skittish about. If that, the date. I smell I it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a I great never smell milk it. unless it's. Seinfeld goes, did you smell it? Yeah, I smell it. What does milk smell like? Because I don't know. Milk <laughs> yeah, smells like. It's very true. I don't it's, know. You, don't, you yeah. can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone asked about Nate, Nate's pilot, his TV sitcom. Uh, who would you pick as his TV wife or not as his wife? God, that one, that one you had was really pretty. That was. Was that weird, Katie, though, seeing someone it was playing so you? so weird. Well, that was completely my fault. Well, my fault and your fault. So he said, <laughs> why don't we just use our own names? Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't that Katie, cute? Yeah. So was the, the Katie Azelton was my wife. She was in the league. And uh, her husband came. Mark Duplass is her husband. And her husband came to the show. And her husband was cool. Her husband's an actor. Yeah, so they're they've just been in acting. Yeah, their whole they're lives. just they. It's none of this is anything to them. And when we wrote this show, I did have everybody's and we always talked about it. And uh, Gerard Carmichael, who was producing on it, I think he used all their real names in his show, and he's like, it's it's fine. And I he thought I, it was I'm very, very nice and like a like a. My like dad a, loved it. Oh yeah, he loved it. My dad loved he's it. He's a performer. I think my mom she would go either way. And then Harper, I don't think I don't think Harper minded it, but she I, didn't mind. She didn't probably put it together, and then. It you. was weird. Yeah. Like, I didn't really realize it because he kind of talked me into it. He, this is where you have to really kind of be strong with Nate and trust your gut. I was like, I don't know. That doesn't sound good. Like, you're going to look at a lady and call her me and it's going to be on TV. And then when I saw the pilot recorded, I had just like a lump in my throat. I was like, this is not good. Mm. You know, it just kind of hit me like you're looking at a person as if they're your wife and you're an actor, you have to really sell it. So, and he's a way good actor. Like, I can't believe that television show never got made, but it was really good. And I was just like, Oh no. Like he's looking at a beautiful woman. She's like, this show's going to (laughs) go. Oh, I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. So but I was saying we would say Laura instead of Laura. I was like trying to find little things to go. I was like, change her name, Yeah, change her name to something. Yeah. You're like, so Nate really seems to be into this. Well, we scene. had the, the Actually, last yeah. scene. Should be divorced on the show. Yeah. You know? right. yeah, yeah. Well, so the last. Uh, I just start scratching out words. The last <laughs> scene that we shot, we had to keep doing over, and me and her kissed. Me and Katie, the actors. So we kissed. And so we, and we kept, Drew, like, we kept having to redo it. So Laura's just sitting over there with her husband. And I mean, it's, it's funny. It's like, you would have got used to it. You would have eventually been like, it's normal you would have not with my name yeah it would have been weird you would have just it would have been fine i would have had yeah and we have a helicopter on top of the house (laughs) uh uh, when you have this you can all problems you'd be telling your personal shopper that you go i just don't love it that much (laughs) as she's putting your jacket on you and you go i know it's so crazy right and she's got her house that's just her closet (laughs) and then she walks to the real house uh 
but they uh and there's a lion in the living room and then <laughs> i bet it and then yeah and harper's on two horses because harper's obsessed with horses and then they so but the last scene was the kissing it was just like a it wasn't a yeah. kissing scene it was just like a like a, yeah quick you know a married couple which is how we kiss yeah and then uh she and so we had to keep doing it over like i mean over and over and over <laughs> And Laura, she said she almost just yelled, cut. <laughs> I have never, I mean, it was in my, I had to like stop it from coming out. And she's watching on a screen. It would almost have been better if you were watching where it's like farther away. You've got a big TV. <laughs> yeah, Nick, in Nashville. Nick is sitting, Nick was sitting with he you. Me. Yeah. And Nick's like, it's all right. Like, he's <laughs> like Nick was, Nick was I there was for like, the pee in the bed story and cut. for this story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick oh, was yeah, there. He was Nick there. was at, that's when she first met him. Was I love the pee Nick. in the bed. He spent the night with us that night. Oh. He's the best. Okay. He wasn't yeah. involved in the. No. No, he was just on the couch. He's always on the, he was always on the couch. Yeah. And so he was, uh, Nick was there for, that is funny that Nick was there for that and the other thing. But yeah, it was definitely weird. But that was crazy to go see that where you were portrayed on TV, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But there was no, there's not a person I would select or not select. I mean, I would prefer like an ugly person. Just to play me. The opposite. Because you feel the, like he's not the opposite yeah. of what most people right. want. Who wants like a most hot nanny? <laughs> if you pick a yeah. hot nanny, you're dumb. Right? Yeah, we don't have a nanny. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I probably have some dude nanny. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be miserable. Yeah. It doesn't know. Brian. I don't know. Brian's her new nanny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your butler. Yeah. yeah. We're involved in a car accident. And that's why he's there. He's the butler. <laughs> <laughs> the very. And yeah, no, that's something else. All yeah. right. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Kat Rockwell, Laura, many women who are married to an artist or entrepreneur typically endure tough times. This might be my wife that wrote this. <laughs> many either encourage their spouse to get a real job, definitely my wife, or end up leaving them. What advice would you give women who are in relationships similar to yours at the beginning of the career? I think you have to decide before you get fully committed that you're willing to See it both directions, bad or good, and just know that you could do both. I know you can't know that. I know yeah. things will happen, but I just think you need to like just do your own thing. Just be your own person. If you want a bunch of money, go make it. You can make all the money you want. You don't have to depend on him to make the money for you. You may have to have less children or like less time with your family. And what you know, you may have to sacrifice to get what you want. It always doesn't have to be on the man, I don't think. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want your life to be this way, go make it. He's your husband. He's, you know, right? Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah. Is that crazy? No, yeah. Don't, yeah. Well, if you're, yeah, if it's like a, you're looking at it like a meal ticket, don't look at it as a meal ticket. Go yeah. be your own ticket. And then you can be like, you, if he makes it, he makes it. And if he doesn't, yeah. you, you be support him. She supported, the whole beginning was you supporting me. Yeah. You made more and money than I me for a long time. That, that mean, was the you know, first goal was just, I want to make more money than her. <laughs> yeah. You did it and, pretty quick. And then it wasn't that quick. Well, not it was quick. 10 years it was like, or something. But you've like, squashed me now. Yeah. My earnings. Well, now we I make a point. Now we get some stuff done around <laughs> here. Rubbing it now in. he's Alabama yeah. on Kentucky or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. Now we get, that's all as, as a, as a guy, I don't know. I always think you want to, you got to make, you need to make more money than your wife. If you wanted to do anything, you got to make more money than her. I know you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not. Oh, if you want to like hold the, like 
you the just, balance of power. Well, it's uh, like I can't. I mean, I was always done a lot. Whatever, I've always done a lot of my own stuff. But it's uh, because I was doing my own. Stuff. Yeah, but there, and then my parents would give me two hundred dollars in my bank account. Well, <laughs> way to go! And then they, but there, but you always want to make. Once you make more money, I realized like, oh, that changes a lot. It does change. It changes the pa- a lot. The power changes, and you have to be. It's not power. It's just being. I think as a guy, you do want to be the provider and then you want to go, I want to go do these things. And I'm in comedy, so I'm having to go do, I'm having to do a lot more than normal. I'm not just clocking out at 5 p.m. and I'm home. It's like, hey, I'm going to be gone for a while and I want to, you know, do this thing and I want to do this. So you have to have, you've got to make more so you can then, when you say, I want to do these things, they don't go, hey, you're not, I'm, I'm having to pay for all this from our job. And, you know, we've always had a bank account together. I mean, yeah, you can't. I don't think you can be ridiculous. I mean, if the person is not making a lot and spending a lot, yeah. like, that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, everything has to be reciprocal and, like, reasonable. I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, you're just, you know, you're just shelling out money for mm-hmm. the guy for him to go do. I think there would be. Mine was eat, like, you know, I'm going to eat. Why did you? Why are you going out to eat this much or something? Like, I'm pretty I, tight. So I was, pro- you know. Yeah. Which I felt like was good. It was good. But, you know, I think there would be a point where you could see the person's not going to succeed, maybe. But when I got her where she wasn't just like a hawk at the credit card, <laughs> that's what I was just like, there's little things I was like, if I could just get her to not just be on every, you know, why'd you go to, you had a Krispy Kreme donuts? This I used morning? to bounce the credit, you know, like go through everyone with a check and like, Bride it out. I know. And I just hated it because it's like, what was this? You went to And went I to was McDonald's also doing our taxes. To, yeah. So I would meal. I would do every line item. And I mean, I was like, I just need to get to where she's overwhelmed with what she's looking at and she can't detect how much. But I would also say you did work, you know, until you until I got a great good job. Yeah. So you did work. So if the person can work and you know, work nights if you want right. to do this job that pays nothing. So go work at Pizza Hut or deliver whatever. I don't think you should make no money and no effort. Then that would be a deal breaker. But if the person's motivated, then you should be supportive. Yeah. Was it more stressful when he with him? I mean, it's a dumb question. Of course it was. But when he was gone and once you had a child? Not so much just because it was it was one. One is one is okay. Yeah, I would say a little bit, but you know, I got to her daycare was on the way to my job and back, and but that's the reason why he did say, "Okay, let's move back to Nashville." So that was that was giving on his part mm-hmm. to say, like, I can see you need this, so I'll make the sacrifice. You know, having to go back to LA and interview or you know do auditions and stuff. So he made the sacrifice for us to have a more enjoyable life. So that was good. And it's really hard on you too. I mean, I've been with you where we're leaving to go on the road when Harper was little and mm-hmm. she would just be crying, mm-hmm. begging you not to leave. And it, it broke my heart. I can't imagine how she hard it was for you. She suitcase that one time. That, that was the worst one. Oh. The worst one was, uh, she was two and she goes, oh, okay, I'll go with you. And she got her little <laughs> Disney pack and just was throwing nothing, and, you know, toys. Yeah. And she's like, go. And I mean, I was like, and this is, you know, now they can come with me a little bit. Cause it's where I got a bus or it's just easier. And back then you're like, I mean, you're making $1,500, $1,200 for the week. And I'm paying for my whole flight and sometimes hotel. And so you're, I mean, you might be making $600 and that's your money you make for the, maybe that month. It's like, you're not making a ton of money. 
And but I remember her, uh, yeah, when she packed her suitcase. I mean, I would have almost quit comedy at that point, <laughs> or I would have yeah. just brought her and said, "All right, well, she's coming, and I'll figure it out." And uh, she does really good. She does very yeah. good. She it gets does. hard when I'm home for this, like, but she did good when I left this time. Mm-hmm. But there, she she sees other dads home. You know, and yeah. she gets a little teary-eyed about that. So and so has their dad home. Yeah, but you know, you try to balance it out. She gets in a good out. rhythm. Someone said uh, Tara, which brought up because I was, I did, I wish we would have had another kid. And we just had a hit kid late, and we were busy, and it just didn't happen. Uh, but having one kid, the great thing is with that, with how crazy my life is in our lives, is I have a relationship with her that I would have had a split up between two kids. Mm-hmm. And so how much I'm gone. And that was like always a, if someone, I don't know if that maybe someone wants to hear that. I, when I heard it, it made me, it was like something I needed to hear. And it made sense that it was like, yes, I get to have a wonderful relationship with Harper that is not split up. And I get to give her, when I get, when I'm home and my time is to her and her mom's time is to her. Mm -hmm. And so she gets our complete focus. And I'm not frazzled. So yeah. I'm not like at my wits end when he comes home and throw, you know, throwing yeah. kids at him saying mm-hmm. like, I've had enough, you know, I can manage one. Yeah. It's, it's you know, that's yeah. very manageable for one person. All right. Do a, is there yeah. one or two more? And then Here's one that I've never heard. So I'm curious to hear it uh, from Roots Attack. Please tell the story of how the Little Mermaid soundtrack helped bring you and Nate together. Okay. I want to know how this person knows this. Did you talk about this on a podcast or something? Know. So this person is very in tune with Nate Bargetsy somehow. Because this this Maybe is the it's most Katie Hazelton. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think who that was. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like who who knows that? That's the most uh that, I might have talked about that? it somewhere. Okay, so we had we were friends at Applebee's and we everybody was going out because it's Applebee's, you go out after work. And so we had gone out after work, just friends. You know, maybe like, oh this guy's cute, whatever. But he put in the Little Mermaid soundtrack and told his friends to like shush shush. I'm listening to this <laughs> song, and I was like, if anyone can put in the Little Mermaid soundtrack and shush a bunch of twenty year olds, you know, twenty plus year olds, to be quiet while he sings it, I thought that was like totally confident. Yeah, and like you're your own person. These people don't, you know, tell yeah. you what to do. I thought that was cool. I mean, not cool, but like <laughs> cute. Cool. It was so uncool that it was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was so uncool that it was cool. True. Can you still sing it? Uh, Can you do it for us now? Nah, Is it I, under I, the sea? Under, no, no. It was, look at this stuff. Look Isn't at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> it just was, Isn't you know, for someone to. my collection complete? To hold their I love own. That. I, Disney's, and, Disney you has know, such I'm, good music. Yeah, and that probably his little sister listened to it a million times, and that just said that he. Would listen to something she listens to. Was cute too. You want to so, do one more? Yeah, do one more. Uh, how many Krispy Kreme donuts could you eat in an hour? <laughs> Travis White wants to know that. I could. She, Laura. I, I was saying, I'm, I married a horse that just doesn't <laughs> ever quit eating. Laura eats so much. Laura's skinny, and she just her metabolism is through the roof. If she doesn't eat, she's going to die. She tells this me that. This is true. I'm going to die. I have a heart headache. I can't. I got to eat this <laughs> Get second. Nauseous. I'm going to throw up. I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, and so, Laura is just. I mean, honestly, it's it's I just think... like a teenager that I'm feeding that just. I mean, just like eats her and Harper. I would say I got two. I've raised. I got two horses at the house that <laughs> just eat out of a trough and just never stop eating. <laughs> 
I feel like I could. I mean, I can eat three in a sitting, yeah. three to four. You could wouldn't you eat it. Me? You would be like, no. it's gross. That's good. It wouldn't be because I don't think you're necessarily full. It would be. It'd become gross to you. But you're saying I would say eight. But you can eat a lot. It's what he's Eight's saying. Impressive. Just eight. in general, you can eat a lot. If it's tasty, I mean, yeah. I have. Yeah. So I have will you do it with us when we do it? You do eight. Sure. You're locked down for eight. I could do eight. Glazed or chocolate? Oh, glazed. My mom texted me this week and said, "Just catching up with the podcast. Please do not do a Krispy Kreme yeah. eating competition." Well, I said the same thing. Should be on it. I'm with your mom. I was like, "Don't." Well, you just agreed to do it now, so now you're doing it. But you're a part of the podcast, so everybody's got to do it. We're having everybody do it. We're flying Mick in. Flying Mick in. Yeah, the Bigfoot expert. All right, so to wrap this one up, we're gonna Harper. We're gonna bring Harper in. She wanted to tell a little story. Is she right there? Or uh, she's coming, and then so Harper's gonna tell. Come over here, and then uh, she's gonna tell a little story. Harper, let me ask you: How do you? If people want to know if you hear a joke about you that mm-hmm. I tell. Mm-hmm. This is Harper Bargetti. She's how old are you? Eight years old. Yeah. So what do you think about what do you think about a joke? And I tell a joke about you. Um. Do you like it? Uh, sure. You like if it it's funny. If it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> if it's funny. Yeah. If it's funny. Some jokes you like, some maybe you don't like. Yeah. But are you fine with making jokes? I always tell you that I'll never make a joke if you don't want me to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you like, and you like hearing it? Your mm-hmm. friends, you've been on Netflix now. But my favorite joke is the... One where you steal um, your friend's hamburger. Yes, the McDonald's is your is the is your favorite, and uh, and your friends and you they see you on Netflix. Do they ever say anything? Your friends? No. No, no. no one ever knows. <laughs> no. Well, they know, but they just don't care. Did you like? Oh, hey. <laughs> Do you, is it weird that your dad's a comedian? No, no. it feels normal. It feels yeah. normal. My dad's a magician. It feels normal. <laughs> So we, uh, she's going to end this one. We're going to tell a joke, or not a joke. She'll tell a story about uh, something she did with uh, Nick. Uh, uh, so, or, or so. some people call him Mick. <laughs> yes, yeah. people call him Mick. Yeah. Are oh, you a fan of the show? Okay. <laughs> Hello, folks. Hello, everyone. I am Harper, and I made a joke I want to tell you. One time, I said on stage a joke. I went off, and maybe a month or two later, Nick told me, "Hey, I did your joke." Joke today at Zany's, and I told him better you bet, better. Yeah. <laughs> I told him not. back you better not have, or I'll call nine two two the joke police. She said nine two two is the joke police. <laughs> she made we actually have this on camera. Yeah. She made up. She goes, I'm gonna call the joke police, and she said the number for the joke police is nine two two. That's funny. Um. I was not calling 911. I was calling 92. By the way, my dad was laughing because he thought it was so funny. Anyways, I hope Nick was joking. Well, bye, folks. <laughs> bye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, and that's folks. it for us, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, as always, to the Nate Land Podcast. You get to meet my family on this one, so I hope you enjoy it. hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Best holiday you're, ever. Whether you're together or not, maybe you go all eat in different rooms. <laughs> but uh, we love you guys. Leave comments on everything, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye.
Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetti, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.